I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. Ha! All right, guys, welcome back to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's surfing lesson is digging deeper into the foam. Damn, I tell you what, I cannot kick this cold. Man, it has been it's been over a week. Son of a gun, man. Phew. I'm just still got so much stuff coming out of me every morning, every day. I usually record these podcasts in the morning and I'm like fighting all this crap inside my system, trying to get my voice just to get out of my throat. Alright, here we go. So yesterday I talked about dings. My surfboards, I want to get these things back in the water for summer. My longboards, my more traditional longboards, the ones with the more um, more foam up on the nose. I can do some more easier nose riding, especially in smaller waves. And here's another lesson. Inside of yesterday, we talked about the integrity of, of the dings. Like when we actually address the dings, the integrity increases. Rather than not addressing the dings, and the whole board eventually fills up with water and rot. Well, today we're going to dig a little bit deeper. Here's the thing. I have a bunch of dings, a bunch of rotten foam. I already know. Some of it's EPS, and some of it's the regular poly. And when I first got started fixing boards... A lot of my worst boards, well not the boards I ruined, but the boards I would, I used to buy and flip boards. And not just flip them, but I actually would be able to ride all the boards I wanted to because I would find boards and buy them at a really good price. This is like five, six plus years ago. I'd get them at a really good price. I would fix them. I would ride them and then I would sell them. A lot of times I would actually buy boards just for a good price because I, I just hunted them down, kind of like house flippers. I hunted them down. I knew how much they were worth, and then I would actually ride them because I wanted to ride all kinds of different boards. So I had to try dozens and dozens and dozens of boards, like tons of boards. And then I would sell them, and what's wild is I would actually sell them for more than I would buy them. So I would buy a nice board that was like, I'd buy it for like 200 bucks, and I get to ride it. Like Let's say a good example would be like an uh, Almeric New Flyer. When the New Flyer first came out, it was a badass board. I loved it. And... Thing is, they're expensive. I have just had my eyes on the market, watching on Craigslist, and, and I lived in Los Angeles. So There's like tons of boardless boards available in Los Angeles, and I'd find one for like 150 bucks. I think I, I, can't, I can't remember what I found it for. I found one new flyer. It was a really fun board, and I found it. I don't know, but it had a small ding in it. And anyways, I found it for under a couple hundred bucks. I rode it for like three months. Had a blast. I even put some more dings in it, fixed it all up, sold it for like $330 or something like that after three bucks, after three months. And to this day is like one of the boards that I remember having one of my, some of my greatest sessions on. Anyways, back on topic. When I would often find these boards to repair, some of these boards were like really, like the rot went really deep. So when I first started fixing boards, what I would do is 
I didn't know any better. I just tried to make it look good. I just I just wanted the board to have the integrity and to fix it the best I knew how. I didn't even understand how surfboards worked. I didn't know how they were made. I didn't understand the materials involved. I just knew that I watched the YouTube videos and how you fix it. So I was just trying to, to get things back together so I can ride them, sell them, get more boards. And so I would like, like I would um basically just get the edges all nice and cut away the edges so that I can basically put patches over it. And then the foam would be nasty or whatever, but it's fine. Cause I would just put like this filler stuff inside of it and over it. And I would, yeah. And then re-glass over the top of that. So on the outside, it looked nice. It looked fine. The colors are kind of gross, but I was never going to fix the colors anyways, especially some of these boards are old or they've been riding for a while. Like the, the ding has been riding for a while. So there was really no hope when it comes to looking good. So I fixed it. It felt perfect. Everything was seemed great. And then I would write it, and then all of a sudden, a couple weeks or a month later, the border start delaminating, delamination, like the foam from the ding, like like where I actually fixed it was fine, but it would start delamining and like a couple, two, three, four inches away from my ding, around in like a circle area or in a certain area, you know, next to the ding, it was delamination, and I'd find that there's water. Or there's this like rotted foam that just was unattached. Like basically it just didn't work. Those I guess usually what happens is there's salt water inside there. And that foam either has to be rinsed out or cut and replaced or something. But that salt causes delamination, especially when the sun hits it and it bubbles up and there's like a yeah, there's a delam. There's a separation between the foam and the fiberglass. And so what I learned through trial and error was that I had to dig deeper. I either have to, like, when I ding my boards, I have to rinse all the salt water out with fresh water. Or a lot of the boards, I have to cut out a lot of the rotten shit. Like, I probably have to do that in some of my boards right now that I need to fix. I have to cut out a bunch of the rotten stuff or a bunch of the foam that is not attached. I have to, like, somehow dig deeper. I have to figure out what has the integrity, what foam has the integrity, and what doesn't and fill it with the epoxy or the resin or to completely remove it, replace it. If I don't do that, even though it might look good on the outside after I repair it, down the road, my board will fall apart. It will delam, it will cause bigger and bigger and bigger problems. And the problem will never actually go away until I decide to open up the ding again, to reopen it and cut it all off and then completely redo the entire repair going deeper than I did before. Only then will I actually fix my board, resolve my issue. Where in your life are you fixing the ding? Seems great, you're putting a couple layers of fiberglass over it, it's gonna be stronger than ever, so it seems. You're fixing the ding in your life. It looks pretty, it feels pretty but you're not digging deep enough into the foam. And you're looking at month down the road, two months down the road, maybe it's a year down the road. Problems will fester and shit's gonna get nasty. And you have to go back in, have surgery and get deeper into the foam. Where in your life are you basically just covering up the issue?
not going deep enough into the foam. And just the past week, like a week ago now? Yeah, it was like a week ago. No, it was this past weekend, dang it. So just this past weekend, Memorial Weekend, the beginning of the weekend, we had a sleepover. So Callie, my oldest daughter, 11 years old. Alexi, my second oldest daughter, 10 years old. They both had friends over. So we had so many kids at our house. Big sleepover. And it was chaos. Just food everywhere. And the rooms were a mess. It was just... It was just worse than it ever was before as far as like them being responsible and them cleaning up after themselves. There was like spilt drinks and food everywhere. It was just, it was a fucking mess. I was really frustrated. But I had my own shit to do. So I was like, okay, whatever. I'll like let them have fun. Have fun, have fun. And we'll deal with this after the situation. After everybody goes home the next day and everything like that. And so we did. And what happened was, well, all this frustration was building up. I was like, okay, I'll just I'll deal with it when everybody goes home. We did that, and Lucy was the same way. Lucy was very frustrated. It was like it was a fucking, it was a shit show. Like it was, man, my our two oldest kids. We rely on them a lot, especially with the toddlers to help take care of stuff. And when we can't rely on them, and it actually make, they're contributing to making everything more chaotic. It's it was difficult. And so here I am thinking I will deal with this and then the next day comes and everybody goes home and it's like afternoon and something happened i can't even remember what happened now oh i know what happened i walked into their bedroom to find something i was looking for something because shit's always getting lost toddlers are always, they're always looking for something and everything's a mess i walk into the room and it is an absolute disaster and i snap i get pissed off and I pissed off at Callie, mainly. And I wasn't planning on unloading on her, but I did. I unloaded on her about the whole the whole sleepover. And it wasn't just that sleepover. It was the previous. We had a sleepover like every single weekend for a while now. And so it was previous sleepovers. And all these privileges we give her. All, and like, and like, all this stuff came out. Like how great her life is. How much we give to her. How much we sacrifice. How much her and me and Lucy. I mean, how much me and Lucy do for our kids and at the end of the day not only is it a shit show we can't rely on them some other crazy stuff happened during the during the um the sleepover the night before and on top of that like just simple things like she never does dishes never take out the trash unless i ask things like that i'm like man when i was younger than that way younger than that like my parents didn't like they were all over me we give them so much freedom. And I had all this stuff going on in my mind. And on the surface, I was just like, if I can just get this girl to listen to me and take some responsibility, listen to me and take some responsibility, that will fix the problem. Clean your damn room. Clean up everything. Clean up this house. And I thought my frustration was all in her. I knew in the back of my mind, I've done this many times now, I knew in the back of my mind there was something deeper. It's like, I know that I need to dig deeper into the foam. I've fixed way too many things. I already know that. At the same time, in the beginning, it's like, oh, you know what? This is probably not a big deal. Looks all good from the outside. And so I'm having this in this situation with Callie and Alexi in the bedroom. And 
I'm super frustrated with them, thinking that if she would just clean up after herself, be more responsible, it would solve all these problems. And the thing was, after I lost my shit, I talked to Lucy. It turned into a, a fight with Lucy a little bit. Like It was just like, yeah, we're not connected. Because she's pissed off also at the kids. And we were not on the same page with, yeah, we were just both like, felt guilty and ashamed of our parenting. And so we took on each other because we look at each other, we see a mirror. Because I'm being a bad parent, you're being a bad parent. And she's looking at me like, you're a bad parent. While she's, she knows that she's the one being a bad parent. We're just fucking playing this blame game. As we dig deeper into the foam, like we already know this stuff is happening. Like I said, this is not our first rodeo. But as we dig deeper into the foam, everything unfolds. And I see that, man, the, the issue is way deeper. It's not just like Callie doesn't clean up her stuff. Callie's not being responsible. Lexi, same thing. But they're not properly leading their friends. But they're, at the end of the day, they're just being who they are. They're being an 11-year-old and a 10-year-old doing stupid shit. That's what they do. But I did. If you want to compare, like, yeah, there's some things I did more, like wash dishes and take out trash, chores. At the same time, like, man, I was, I was, like, when I was that age, I was stealing shit all the time, getting high. Like, just, dang, I can't even imagine my kids getting high. And that's what I was doing. I was, like, riding bicycles around town. Just crazy stuff. And at the end of the day, as I dug deep, this is what I had a face in the mirror. I wasn't connected with my kids like I wanted to be. I wasn't setting the example like I wanted to. I wasn't leading them. I wasn't teaching them. I The reason why Callie is not doing the dishes like I want her to do, because she's just irresponsible. Like she's actually super duper responsible, especially with the toddlers taking care of Vivi and Ezekiel. And she does some crazy stuff. She holds down the house while Lucy and I go out on a date. And she's a badass. At the same time, for me, I have been lazy. I haven't taken the responsibility to lay out how I want her to do the dishes, when, how often. Same thing with trash and any other chores, vacuuming. I, I just haven't. I've thought about it many times and I, I then I quit because I'm like, you know, I don't feel like really going over this right now. I don't really feel like the rules. I don't want to actually even think all this stuff out, think it all through. And the dishes, after they, you know, like I'm really particular about how I like my dishes really clean. It's just something that was built into me from, from what I grew up. My parents would snap on me if they're not perfect. And so I, I actually used to get pissed off a lot at Lucy, too, because Lucy wasn't really raised that way either. So there would be some shit on the fork or something. I'd, I'd get pissed off. Like, damn, come on, do the dishes, do a good job, or don't do it at all. And with that mentality, not to say that's right or wrong, just that was my mentality. But what it ended up creating for me was this environment where, guess what? I had to do the dishes all the time. And Lucy eventually learned after years and years and years to get much better at the dishes. But my kids, I'm like, you know what? Don't even fucking do the dishes. They do the dishes a few times. They do a shitty, shitty job. I just gave up on them. So here I am. I gave up on my kids. I wanted them to do the dishes, but they're not all because of me. So I'm snapping on them. I'm frustrated. On the surface, it's all their fault. It's all them not being responsible, not being grown up, 
not handling their business. Yeah, as I dig deeper and deeper and deeper, it is 100% me not taking responsibility, being lazy, not teaching them, not taking the time to connect with them, not taking the time to show them how to do the dishes properly, not taking the time to, or the energy and having the patience to let them fail and fail and fail. Because here's the thing, I'm really good at doing dishes and I failed a lot. I got ripped pieces by my, my dad a lot. My dad was always about like, don't do a half-ass job. He ingrained that in me. Don't do a fucking half-ass job. Do it like a man. That's the way I was taught. Not just dishes, everything. Cleaning fucking toilets, mowing the lawn, picking up shit. Like, it doesn't even matter. Like, everything was all out. That's the way you did stuff. So when I see my kids not doing it, I just give up on them. Like, I don't have the patience for them to mess up again and again and again. And I don't want to have to take the time and the energy to invest into them. And so while I'm getting pissed off them the whole time, and I end up fighting with Lucy even, all that's happening is I'm just pissed off at myself. All my frustration is from myself. All my disappointment, I'm not disappointed in them. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm the one feeling guilty. I'm the one embarrassed of my kids. I'm the one that created this shit show. And I don't like what I see. But guess what? As I dig deep into the foam, now I can do the work. Well, that is the work, digging deep into the foam. That's part of the work. And the other half of that work is, well, repairing the ding, fixing it, replacing it with foam or filler, and, and repairing the ding. And so I need to do the work. The cool thing about me being 100% responsible, and I can dig that deep and find out how I created the entire problem. And now I have the power to create what I want, which for me is kids that, well, first are connected to me, that we see eye to eye, that we trust each other. And the second, that we can rely on each other to do what we, what we want each other to do. So me rely on them to clean up their room and clean shit and, and be good leaders with their friends. That dude, some stupid crazy shit, like something like really stupid happened the other night. Callie was just trying to show off to her friends, which Lucy, like, like Lucy got really pissed off. But when I saw it, actually what happened was like, I was like, man. That's nothing. Like, you should have saw me when I was a kid. I was trying to be so cool. I was so insecure. I was trying to be so cool. Like, the shit that I did was ridiculous. Like, I don't even know how I'm still alive. I would do the dumbest shit to impress and to be cool and all that stuff. But anyways, there you go. Dig deeper. Where in your life are you not digging deep enough into the foam to absolutely resolve the issue. All right, guys, that is all I have for you today. If you enjoyed this message, share this with a friend and share this with someone who you know needs to hear this. I know you know people who needs to hear this. Share it with them. And if you haven't, go to iTunes, rate and review. Help me get this out in front of more people, more surfers, more husbands, more fathers, more dads, more moms, more everybody. Just everybody. This stuff is changing families. And if you 
want to step up your game. If you're interested in my coaching, you're ready to amplify and accelerate your level of connection and your passion every day inside your life, across all your relationships, yourself, your marriage, your kids, inside your business, with God, to find me on Facebook, direct message me. Ask me about my Live Wildly Connected coaching. And I'd love to chat it up with you. All right, guys, I love you all. Have a badass rest of your day, and I will catch you tomorrow. Hopefully, I will be better, get all this junk out of my system. Man, I cannot wait for my voice, my throat to clear, my nasal passages to clear. Whew. All right. Tomorrow, next episode of the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy and have a powerful